Welcome to the Pool Nation Podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Bull Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're doing a two-part series special. So we are well, supposed to take off some vacation, but John wanted us to do two special episodes that we could put out while we're on vacation. And that's exactly what we're doing at 10 o'clock at night. Right, John? Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Please forgive him, everybody, while he wakes up from his from his night thing, because this struggle is real. If it's going to take me 45 seconds to answer a question uh, before I even start <laughs> answering the question, it, it, might, it might go longer than a half hour. It'll be a long night. So. Yeah. Anyways, I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, a podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, Blu-ray Excel, Aquastar Pool Products and Pivot Pool Products. We want to thank them for their continued support. So, John, now the official good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice and relaxed right now. We've done a handful of these evening podcasts. I think I prefer them sometimes, usually because it's not so early in the morning for me and, and I'm a little bit more on point and I'm not thinking about what's going on for the rest of the day and getting out to work and do what I'm doing. But Today, I think I'm just a little too chill. Hopefully, you can keep me alert and awake and talk me to sleep. Okay, so I'll tell you what. I'm going to make you a deal. Okay. So because you are kind of falling asleep over there on that side, and everybody, if you were able to see John right now, his struggle is real. Yeah. It's 10 o'clock at night. They just brought him a cup of coffee to see if they can wake him up. His eyes are like barely open. You saw in the intro, I asked him a question. It took him like 45 seconds just to kind of respond to it. So... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make these two podcasts all about you. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to shoot all the questions from my side, and I'm just going to let you answer all the questions. How about that? What are we going to do with Zach? How about Zach? Zach is already asleep. You know, his, his night night time is like nine o'clock at night. So who else are you going to ask the questions to? You're trying to make me feel special, right? It is just me, right? <laughs> you are special, John. <laughs> right? Maybe. I don't know what kind of special you're talking about, but I, I think I know what special you're talking about. Thanks. Anyways, everybody that has questions out there, here's what we want you to do. We want you to go to poolnation.com. 
hit that button that says submit questions. Go ahead and submit those questions there. We will continue to answer your questions. And the other thing that we want to talk about is we want to talk about the Pool Nation Awards. Those are going to be held November 16th at the International Pool and Spa Patio Expo in Las Vegas. And like I said, it'll be the night of the 16th from 6 to 9.30 at night. And what we want to do is remind everybody that the nominations are currently open right now. It's uh, July 15th to August 15th that they're open. So get out there and nominate people. So, John, let's do this. Let's kind of run, do a quick rundown of all the categories that we have going on. And since you're falling asleep, I'll let you start. So our first category is Variable Speed Pump of the Year. Second, Best Residential Filter of the Year. Automation of the Year. Innovative Product of the Year. Salt System of the Year. Best Value Automation. Favorite Net. Favorite Test Kit. Best Truck Wrap, Builder of the Year, Distributor of the Year, Sales Rep of the Year. The other categories are Favorite Pool Vac System, Heater of the Year. We have Pool Guy of the Year, Pool Girl of the Year. We have this year the Bob Lowry Lifetime Achievement Award. We have 230 Under 40 with the Pool Pro Magazine, and those are Rookies of the Year. We have Hardscape Landscape Builder. We have Pool Company of the Year, 250 pools or less. We have Pool Cleaner Suction Side, Heat Pump, and then we also have this year the John, Zach, and Edgar Award. And by the way, what John, what is the John, Edgar, and Zach Award? Because I don't think I know what that is. I'm still trying to figure it out, and you threw that out there. And every time you bring it up, you emphasize my name like as if I created it or I'm the one who's supposed to figure out what we're doing with it. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting the hint that that's where you're going with this. We have a couple months to figure it out, I guess. <laughs> it's our way of saying, hey, we want to be included in this. And the reality is this. This is all about the pool pros and the pool professionals that are out there. These awards are for you guys and gals. You get to do the nominations. You get to vote. You get to pick who it is. And we are automatically disqualified from doing it. I think it's our way of saying, hey, look, we want to give a, some kudos out to somebody out there or to a company out there that we think has positively impacted our industry as far as paying it forward. And I think you were talking about it on the last podcast or the last one that we did, Edgar, because you know the whole reason why we're out here doing what we're doing is because we want to better the industry. And we're not the only ones. We're fully aware we're not the only ones out there doing that. And uh, we think that some people out there definitely need some recognition so that they can continue doing what they're doing because at the end of the day we're all we're all heading for the same goal i think that's what i believe that award should be about but i don't know what do you think i don't know it's just that you said hey edgar let's do an award called the john zach and edgar award so (laughs) (laughs) the first name is john i just kind of went with it i'm like john knows what he's doing whatever okay greatest beard you know it's one of those john where you have a good friend and they just tell you hey we're gonna go do that you don't ask questions you just go you roll with it right so and i think there's a movie there's a movie with ben affleck where he walks up to the guy and he says i don't know what he says is that we're gonna hurt some people and this and that and, uh, and you can never ask me and his buddy just goes what car are we taking right like there's no question so when you said, hey, we need to do a John, Zach, and Edgar award, I just, I didn't ask any questions. I said, right, let's just roll with it. And and you said John, Zach, and Edgar award. And that's what it's called. 
Anyways, the other thing that we wanted to announce is that we're going to be doing another person in-person business training, and it'll be held in Dallas Saturday, September 24th from 10 to 6 p.m. And what's going to be different about this one is we've partnered with Kelly with the Pool Girls Training, and it's going to be an all-Pool Girls business training. So this one will be just for the Pool Girls in the industry, and we're doing some extra training for this session we're going to be adding some training and networking for the pool girls in the industry that'll be held September 23rd. And we have some speakers coming in. We're going to do a Q&A session and a networking event that will go with it. And Jamie Novak from Aquastar is going to be coming out and doing a workshop. It's called Sheer Determination, a personal branding and leadership class for women. And so if you want to register for the financial business class, go to poolnation.com. And there's a button there that says financial business training. You can click on that. You can register for the financial business class for that part there. We will have more information on the networking soon. Probably the second week of August, we'll kind of be putting that out so that everybody that wants to go to that session can register and we can get their information from there. John, let's get these two podcasts started. And again, I'll say it again. We are going to take some time off, but John was saying, hey, let's kind of pre-record some podcasts and we'll put those out. This is one of those special episodes, right? Which, John, by the way, did you realize we've already recorded episode 99 that we put out? We already recorded 100. This is going to be 102 and 103. So that means that when I come back from vacation, we're actually going to hit 104, which is two seasons of the podcast. It'll officially be two years that we've been doing the podcast. That's pretty crazy. Time flies, man. It really does. You know, the saying, time flies when you're having fun, is 100% true because it has flown by. You know, when we first started and where we're at and then where we are now and the type of content that we're putting out and all the love and support we're getting from everybody has just been unbelievable. As far as the podcast, like having these two podcasts, you know, what ends up happening is we do our Instagram lives, we do our podcasts, and we get so in-depth in some of these questions that when we answer them or during Instagram lives, we keep telling people to go there and click a button and send their questions out. And we do our best to get to them. But sometimes we get inundated with other questions during the live and we never, we don't get to them. So this is playing catch up, right? So we need to, we needed to get through these questions because these questions have been asked a few weeks past. We want to keep our promise and make sure that we get everybody's questions that are asked, answered either on the podcast or on Instagram live. So this is our tribute to, to our peeps out there seeking knowledge. Hopefully we, we can guide them in the right way. And answer some questions. All right. So, John, let's jump in. So question number one, I was talking to a customer about borates and they seem to be on board. But the next week he was asking about the toxicity. Kind of caught me off guard a little bit. What is the best way to explain that part to my customer? So, look, that's a great question. And I don't want to dismiss it. I get asked this question many, many times, and that is probably the number one question that comes up when I talk about borates or when anybody speaks about borates or tries to teach and, and show them you know, the benefits of adding it onto the, into their pools, especially teaching Bob Lowry's class. You know, He preaches it, and he's been a borate. I mean, he's the godfather of borates. Everybody brings up toxicity, and... I've never had a customer ask me about it simply because usually, you know, my customers aren't, you know, they won't go back and they won't research it or they're kind of worried. 
when we add products to the pool, we usually say we add minerals. It's part of the process. We don't really give them a detailed list of every chemical we add into the pool. But if for some reason you feel inclined that you have to go into detail of the product that you're using and why you're using it, and then they go search it up and look it up, I would simply tell them that, hey, look, in my opinion, and do your research, and you can you can find it for yourself, that borates is, if anything, probably one of the least toxic things we're adding into our pool uh, when you take into consideration some of the other products that we're adding. Uh, we're adding ammonia, we're adding chlorine, we're adding acid, right? I would prefer a little bit of borates in the water than, you know, acid in the water and swimming in it. Think of it like that. We, we, we don't, as pool technicians or homeowners, we might not bat an eye thinking about this, but uh, the reality is the amount of borates that need to be in the pool in order to become toxic to a human. So for instance, we say add 50 parts per million is usually the target range for borates. You have to drink over like 20 gallons of water without peeing before it can hurt you. Well before then, you're going to die of water poisoning. So it's not even an option, right? You're not going to die from borates if on a properly balanced pool that has the correct amount of borates in the water. I'd also explain to the customer and tell them that, look, you know, boron, which is what we're adding in the pool, is a natural mineral. And it's an essential mineral that our bodies need. And it's in the food that we eat. For instance, like tomatoes are very rich in it. Every, if, if you look at ingredients and what's included in a lot of vegetables and some of the foods we eat, boron is in it and we consume it. It is completely safe when used correctly. It's also in a lot of products that we use that we're not really uh, aware of. Like, for instance, visine. Visine is borate is used or boron is used in it. Women feminine products to balance and to uh, pH. It's all there. Eye wash. If you just explain it to them correctly and you let them know that, hey, look, what's important is that we properly dose and balance your pool. Too much of anything, including just water, is not good for you and will kill you. In order for me to put too much borates in the pool, I would have to basically bring a truckload and dump it into your pool. We all know that's not really going to happen. So hopefully that kind of answers the question and you know, makes people at ease when it comes down to using it and putting it in the water. Uh, you literally have to add a lot of it. We say it's about roughly two and a half pounds of borates per thousand gallons of water. So you're adding like 25 pounds of borates in a 10,000 gallon pool. It's salt water. It usually goes up to like 2.8, 2.9, almost three pounds per thousand gallons. It's 30 pounds of borates per 10,000 gallons. Most pools are 15, maybe 20. So you're, I mean, you're literally putting 60 pounds of something in there, inside there. In order for that to be toxic or to hurt you, you have to drink roughly around 20 gallons worth of water. And then those, when it comes down to pets, they say, well, my pets drink from it. Same thing with pets. Obviously they're much smaller and they, it's not 20 gallons for them. It's roughly like about five, six gallons of water. And if you, anybody noticed the, the size of the bladder of a pet, it's uh, it's not that big. And boron, it doesn't stay in your body. You're, you you flush it out immediately. So as soon as you pee, your excess amount, you flush it out. So in order to, to hit that threshold, you actually have to drink that much water and not pee for it to become toxic. And I think what's important and, and that's great about this is, 
you know, you need to have the conversation with the customer. So I thought that it was great that he was asking that it caught him off guard and what's the best way to explain it. I think it's very important when you're talking to your customers, they come to you, they ask questions, do the research, don't kind of hide, don't do any of that, but kind of get the facts, have the conversation with them, let them know that you know what it is that you're talking about. And that's going to give them some great confidence in your service and what it is that you're doing. Yeah, for sure. That's a key point is you need to convince yourself and do the research and have a good understanding of it so that you can help explain it to them. Hopefully this will get you guys to that point. And you don't need to get into the details of all the other things we add into a pool. But I mean, just think about all the crap we add into a pool. And that stuff is a lot more toxic than bore HR. It all comes down to explaining it, them trusting you as the pool professional. Agreed. All right, John, next question. I think I have a pool that has a leak, but I can't tell 100%. What's the best way for me to test it for a leak? The easiest way that's not going to cost you any money, and it is a foolproof way pretty much testing whether your pool is leaked, is to do the bucket test. It's really simple to do. You want to know, you can just Google it up, bucket test pool leak, and it'll tell you, but it's simple. First and foremost, you want to shut off your pool. Make sure your pool isn't running. You want to turn off your autofill so that it's not refilling the pool. So find the valve, shut it off, make sure your pool's not running. You take a bucket, you fill it up, you mark the inside of it. Get some, you can get some scotch tape or painter's tape or whatever. Mark the level on the inside, put it on the step somewhere in the shallow end where you can mark the level of where the pool is, where the water is inside the pool. Make a mark, wait 24 hours, and then 24 hours, measure the amount of evaporation from inside the bucket and compare it to the amount of evaporation from outside of the bucket. If there is a discrepancy, if there is more water missing inside from the pool than inside the bucket. So for instance, if you, let's say you lost a quarter inch of evaporation inside the bucket, and then you're at a half inch on the outside where the pool's at, then you know you've lost a quarter inch of water due to a leak. And it's pretty simple. There's more sophisticated ways where there's like electronic material, like devices. You can literally just put in the water and it measures like one one hundredth of a millimeter inch of water loss within a couple minutes, or which will also give you a good a reading and an idea of whether or not the pool's leaking. But sometimes the easiest is the best way. And the bucket test is cheap. doesn't cost you anything to do just a little bit of time. You can either do it yourself, have the customer pay you so you can perform the test, or you can have the customer do it on their own. It's real simple. And then go from there. Yeah, I think that's really important. Obviously, you've got a water leak. And if you're in certain states, obviously, you need to take a look at California. Well, even here in Texas, we're having a, a pretty decent drought this year. So, you know, really stay on top of that. Really make sure that your pools are not leaking water. And then obviously, there's other issues, right, John? I mean, you lose CYA, you're losing chems left and right. So the cost is going to be, it's going to kill you something that you don't want to do, but stay on top of it and then go back to the customer, especially if you do have a leak. Um, I hear pool guys out there, pool girls that just, hey, I think the customer has a leak and they don't want to do anything about it. And they just, I think you need to come back to them and be like, okay, well, there's going to be an extra charge, right? Because I'm going through CYA, I'm going through chemicals a lot faster, but you also need to have the conversation with them and let them know that those issues need to be fixed. You can't just allow a pool to just kind of continue to have that that leak. All right, John. You know what? Let's do this, John, because our podcasts are going to be a little bit shorter. Let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we will continue. 
The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Welcome back, everybody. We continue our conversation here with John. We're talking water chemistry. We're kind of getting through all the questions that have been sent in. And John, I wanted to ask you the next question that was sent in. And it says, at startup, what should I put the calcium hardness levels at? Well, it depends on the structure and what the vessel is made out of. 
we like to teach target chemistry and just to make things nice and easy. I think range is too many gray areas and I think it's outdated personally. When you go to a pool, I mean, the absolute zero, absolute minimum, 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 minimum to be able to start gauging LSI and not to destroy or wreck your surface is 150 parts per million of calcium. Okay, so you walk, you've got to at least have that in there. But the target that you should be looking at is, it's real simple, 350 parts per million of, of calcium on any aggregate finish, plaster, pebble tack, whatever, quartz. If you have a vinyl liner or a fiberglass, you want to target it at like 250 parts per million, a non-porous surface. So aggregate or plaster is porous, vinyl and fiberglass isn't. Water can't really, it's not looking for it. And that's why you have like usually more stable pHs in those types of pools uh, you don't get that fluctuation in calcium it's you know almost like you need to like make sure your your lsi isn't too aggressive in those types of pools because they tend to drift down especially you know ph doesn't rise much but again to recap real simple 350 parts per million is where you want to be at for any aggregate porous surface and then you want to be at 250 parts per million for fiberglass or for vinyl, vinyl liner posts. Now, let me ask you, John, when you're doing your startups, what is the first thing that you adjust when you go over to do your first startup? When you're doing startup, you should be there while the water's filling. And you should already have a test of what the fill water is. So you have a game plan of what you need to do. When I'm talking about game plan is sometimes, you know, water coming out of the tap is at 100 parts per million or 50 parts per million of calcium. You do not want to throw that in your pool. So you need to do, you need to add calcium immediately in the water as it's filling up. And there's a very popular method out there and the barrel method that Orenda has where you add calcium at the start to get the pool to exactly where it needs to be. And you just have to do the math, right? So if you have a 15,000 gallon pool or a 10,000 gallon pool or a 20,000 gallon pool, and you know your calcium coming out of the tap is 100 parts per million or 150 or 125, and you want to raise it up to 250 for the first day, or if it's at 100 and you want to raise it up to 150 or 200, whatever, you just do the calculations. You add that amount into the bucket and as it, or the barrel, and as it fills, it does its thing pH is very important. Uh, it's not really one thing you're looking for. I mean, when you go there, you want to test everything, right? Obviously, chlorine isn't going to matter. Conditioner is not going to matter. You want to keep an eye out on metals. You want to check your calcium. You need to check your alkalinity. And you need to check your pH. Those are big, big factors. And pH is a thing that you're going to have to battle on a startup because as that plaster is curing, it has a pH of around 13, 14. It will cause the water to the pH to skyrocket and you have to be able to manage it correctly. Otherwise you're going to start to scale. So, and then at the same point, you don't want to be too aggressive, right? So it's just a balance. So when you're there, you want to do a full test when you're there. Don't worry about your chlorine. Don't worry about conditioner. You want to just make sure the rest of the pool is balanced LSI. And that's the most important thing. And if you can keep that pool within LSI in acceptable ranges, you will have a beautifully, or you'll have a smooth startup, I promise you. So yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Okay, next question, John. When doing a startup, I've heard some people say that they add a metal remover and others say that they do not add that to the pool. What do you guys recommend? Absolutely. A sequestering agent, you throw it into the pool or chelating agent, and it serves a couple purposes. Usually those not only sequester or chelate metals, but also calcium in order to, to make sure that you're not going to get any scaling in the pool or any metal stains from the water that's coming in. 
hopefully, like we talked about originally on, on the last question, is when you're filling that pool water, you should be testing that fill water. And if that fill water has metals in it, then you should absolutely put some type of sequestering agent or chelating agent into the water just to make sure it doesn't stain. But it also depends on how high it is, too. So if you're dealing with well water, then for sure, for sure. But usually the water that's coming out of the tap in a municipal water source isn't going to have that high of metal content unless there's a contaminant somewhere down the pipeline. But it's important to check because I've checked and I've seen, I've, I've had it to where I've had copper at a pretty high level. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is cause more headaches or mess up a beautiful pool because you didn't take the precautions, you know, to sequester it. And then once it's in there, what you need to do is find a way to filter it out. But preferably, if, if you're filling it up and you know it has metals in it, I suggest they make a pre-filter that you can connect to a water hose and that pre-filter will help filter out contaminants and metals and stuff out of the water so that it won't become an issue. Sequestering agent's always good to have in a pool at a startup because the biggest thing, if anybody's done a startup, the one thing that anybody has a trouble has trouble with is pH. And sometimes I remember like my first startup and I went there and the pH was like black, blue, and purple. And I was like, holy crap, this is like <laughs> 15? What is this? I didn't know what the hell is going on. But pH will climb fast, and it will keep fighting you, fighting you, fighting you. And when pH is really high, you are definitely on the scaling form on LSI. And when pH, the higher the pH goes, the higher you are on that uh, in violation of LSI, right? Any calcium that's in the water, your water's ability to to hold on or keep calcium and metals in solution diminishes dramatically as the pH goes up. So by adding a sequestering agent or a chelating agent in the water, it helps increase that capacity in the water so that those materials or those minerals uh, stay into solution. So you can't lose adding it in there. Only problem I see adding like a chelating agent, you know, like Orenda's, is that it zeroes out your chlorine, but it doesn't matter when you're first starting up the pool, there's no chlorine in the pool and you're not going to be putting chlorine in the pool for the first few days. So I would highly suggest you add it and put it into the water and you should do it as soon as you see a nice bowl on the bottom of the pool. You don't wait until the very end when the pool's full, you wait until you have a good sized bowl, maybe a couple thousand gallons or a thousand gallons in it, and then you add it into the pool. Yeah, whenever I did my startups, I always added, I believe it was Haas as a super stain out. I added some into every startup. And then the other thing, and this is just a little side note, you're filling that pool, make sure that you don't have the homeowner kind of come off and turn off the water in the middle of the night because they're worried that the pool is going to overfill. Don't ask me why I had that thought, John. It just reminded me I did have one that was a uh, dark bottom pool. The guy called me to do a startup. And so I come over, he was a pool builder and I come over. And I show up and the water was off. And sure enough, it was halfway full. I called him up and I said, sorry, but I'm not touching it. I go, you got a ring, you know, you, you got that water ring all the way around and sorry, my friend. And he's like, what can we do? And what can we, and I'm like, we can't do anything at this stage, man. You kind of have that ring now, you know, it was a dark bottom pool. So you could see it very clearly on there. So whenever you start to fill that pool, you want to make sure that nobody turns off the water and the water just stays at that level because you'll get that ring right around the plaster. Yeah, you just have to have a constant fill. It doesn't matter if it's slow. It just needs to constantly keep moving and filling up. And then also, you don't just throw a hose in there and let the hose sit bare on you know the metal end, whether it's brass or stainless or whatever, 
cheap aluminum or whatever it may be. You can't leave it on the plaster uh, while it's filling. You know, technique that guys use is they wrap like a, they put in a, uh, like a water bottle, empty water bottle, so it floats, and then wraps like a, a towel around it to cover that metal portion of it and to kind of diffuse the water coming out of it and wrap it around with like a rubber band and then put it in there. But it's very, very important. I've seen pools where they've put the hose in the shallow end. And just leaves it, yep. On a startup, and they just leave it. And then when that water fills, you just kind of hit that, pl- that plaster so fresh that you just have that, that river mark all the way down to the deep end. So, you know, another thing that you want to be really careful. And I mean, there's so many things when it comes to a startup. And even just talking about it, John, they started asking about, obviously, the calcium level. And then we started talking about the metal stains. And then look at how quickly other things come up with regards to startup. They're so important. And I think a lot of the startup process is just being very detailed and kind of putting a game plan in place and kind of having a little checklist so that you check off all those boxes and you make sure that you don't set yourself up for failure. Because here's the problem, John. You're going out, you're doing the startup. People are super excited. They got the pool. And then all of a sudden in that startup process, you drop the ball or somebody drops the ball and there's the first headache with that customer. Oh yeah, nothing worse than you know, a customer dumps 100, 200K on their backyard and their pool. And then it looks like shit because <laughs> you didn't take it seriously or you didn't, you thought you can do it when you weren't prepared for it. You know, startups are great and they can be a good avenue of making good money and they're going to eventually be a part of business for you. If you haven't come across it yet, you will come across it eventually. Uh, whether your client asks you to do a startup or whether you know, you're approached by a builder or you know a client has a backyard that got done and the builder, you know, all they do is, here you go, here's your remote, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> Fill up with water, everything's good. You got nothing to worry about. And, you know, unfortunately, eight out of 10 builders, nine out of 10 builders, actually, that's how they operate. See you later. And yep. you're stuck there holding the bag where we've learned to, where we're part of the process from the start to the end with our client. And we're letting them know, hey, look, this is what needs to happen. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to approach it. Builders should either include it or charge you for it or have it as a service. But regardless of however it may be, it just needs to get done. Builders are under the assumption that Stonescape or Pebble Tech pools don't need any startup. Oh, no, no, no. They don't need to be started up. And it's like, okay. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with builders or I've had with, with clients saying, hey, look, no, 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 you need it. I mean, you're getting Pebble Tech, right? Go to Pebble Tech's website. They tell you you got to do a startup process and it takes 30 days. And if you don't do it, then you don't get your 15-year warranty or whatever the warranty that they're offering. I go, so you need to. Is it easier on a Pebble Tech pool? Absolutely. Plaster pools are a bear uh, and they're very finicky. And if they're colored, oh, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Run away from it. Oh, it's yeah. a colored plaster, right? <laughs> because I, nine out of 10 times, the builder doesn't even talk to the client about modeling, right? And what happens to it. And it, yep. it ends up looking like a chocolate swirl or your latte. Yep. And they didn't explain it to them. And then you're sitting there and then they're blaming, oh, it's your pool guy that did it. No, 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 no. This is why this is a natural process. This happens. You should have been told about this so you can make an informed decision of whether or not you want to proceed with this. Go to NPC, get some information there. Orenda has some good information on startup process, especially the barrel uh, process, the startup. Bob Lowry has a borate startup. 
that he did. And I think we, we've done it and it's, it's pretty amazing actually. And it works really, really well. And it's much simpler than, than some of the other processes. But again, the fundamentals need to be followed. But using borates is actually a great way to start up your pool. And I suggest or that you guys go online and get the borate startup and read up on it, read up on NPC and, and get armed with knowledge so that you're ready to go out there and do those startups correctly. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, John, for those who have the pool builders that'll say, oh, you know, you can fire up the heater. And it's like, no, 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 no. You know, you you stick to those 30 days. And I remember, look, and I, I think I've told this story before, but I had a, a hotel that had a big spa and had a kiddie pool. And then it had the regular pool. And so the spa was a humongous spa. It fit a whole bunch of people. And then the pool was really long and big pool. And then, of course, the the little kiddie pool was just kind of a little small round pool. It wasn't a splash pad or anything. It was just a small pool, maybe two feet of water, foot and a half of water. And so the builder came in and they replastered and they did all that. And, you know, they're like, oh, Edgar, we're ready to fire up the heaters because the customers want to use the pool. I'm like, no, 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 no. And the pool builder said, oh, it's no big deal. Just fire it up. It'll be fine. And I'm like, listen, I'll tell you what, you are not going to get me to hit the switch on that heater. And so I spoke to the chief engineer and I said, look, your GM of the hotel wants you to tell you to fire it up and he's pushing you to fire it up. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Six months later, that plaster is going to start to fall apart. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to come over and blame me because I fired up that heater. I said, so I am not going to touch that heater. If you guys want to do it, that's your problem. And then as soon as I got home, John ran over, sat on my computer, sent an email out to the GM and the <laughs> and the chief engineer and said, look, guys, per our conversation, I would not turn on those heaters and I will not turn on that heater. So please know that if you guys turn on the heater, you're putting yourself in a situation where you're going to damage the plaster. So you look at it and which plaster got damaged a lot quicker. The little kiddie pool, because it, it's just, it doesn't have enough water. It's it's a foot and a half of water. And John, uh, man, right five, six months, the chunks of plaster were just completely coming off. And so I get the assistant GM that comes out to me and he's like, Edgar, what's going on with, with this kiddie pool? Why, and why is this? I mean, this is, we just redid this. Why is this falling apart? This got to be chemistry. And I went back and I pulled out my email and I said, hey, here's the email and here's what happened. I go, I told you guys not to fire up those heaters, but your GM was so worried that he was going to get a lot of customer complaints that the pools were cold that he decided to turn that on. I go, so you can't come to me now and you can't point the finger at me. And he just kind of looked at me like, oh, crap. Sure enough, John, that thing looked atrocious. I mean, it, it was the whole coat of plaster was just completely coming off. So for those that say, oh, fire up the heaters, do yeah. not do it. <laughs> No heaters, no salt, no cleaners, no suction side cleaners, nothing. Just give it rest, you know. And if you can keep your client out of it for the 28 days, bless your heart. That's even better. And it's tough because they spent all that money on a new pool and stuff like that. But if you have a good conversation with them, you let them know, hey, look, it is so important these first 30 days that we get this right because it's going to help ensure the longevity and the beauty of this water, of, of this pool. So if you can manage to stay out, for those 30 days, it would be a great help, right? And it will only help ensure that the pool continues to stay beautiful. 
for a long time. Yeah, for a long time. And that's and if you explain it to them that way, they're they they'll get in, they'll appreciate, especially when they dumped a lot of money into it. You know, they're like, okay. Some of them might be knuckles heads and say whatever. It is what it is. You warned them and you told them. You know, if they Absolutely. see baby, if they see footprints because they jumped in the same day, they see footprints on the bottom <laughs> of their pool and go, Hey, who's a big foot in my in my pool? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Do, what did the builder put it like handprints or footprints, right? You know, like baby footprints. <laughs> Because they jumped in right when the water was there. Uh, yep. Well, we'll see. Anyways. Hey, John, let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will continue our conversation. The Hyper Pole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today welcome back everybody to the pool nation podcast tonight it is edgar and john doing two special episodes here kind of trying to catch up on all these questions that have been sent in and then by the time that you're listening to this i am on vacation john i am going to be in the caribbean just in that water, just relaxing, just kind of. I know we all say, and we're all in the same position because we all bust our ass when we work hard, but you definitely deserve it, brother. Enjoy the time with you and your family out there. Wish we were there, but next time we will be. 
Um, this is going to, the question is, are you really going to unplug for two weeks? We'll see. I definitely need to unplug. I, I, I know that my family needs me to unplug, so I, I will. And, and again, I'll kind of message here, whatever, but my normal day-to-day, you know, social media and talking to people and all that kind of stuff is just, that's just not going to happen. Um, I did tell my wife last night that one of the things I wanted to do is now that my kids are all big is kind of go back and, and recreate some of the pictures from when they were little. And then obviously now that they're bigger. So that, that'll be kind of cool to kind of enjoy that and do some of that stuff. So, yep. So John, so I'll be enjoying the vacation anyways, John, thank you so much for jumping in here. Look at that. It's 1030 at night. I appreciate you jumping on and doing this podcast with me and, uh, we will catch you next week. All right. Everybody, have a good night. Have a good one, guys. Bye. All right. Have a good night. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.